This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ted DeLorme, Fort Mill, South Carolina, in September of 2006. The Enchanted Island of You by L. Frank Baum. Chapter One Once on a Time. I am going to tell a story, one of those tales of astonishing adventures that happened years and years and years ago. Perhaps you wonder why it is that so many stories are told of once on a time, and so few of these days in which we live. But that is easily explained. In the old days, when the world was young, there were no automobiles, nor flying machines to make one wonder. Nor were there railway trains, nor telephones, nor mechanical inventions of any sort to keep people keyed up to a high pitch of excitement. Men and women lived simply and quietly. They were nature's children, and breathed fresh air into their lungs instead of smoke and coal gas, and tramped through green meadows and deep forests instead of riding in streetcars, and went to bed when it grew dark, and rose with the sun, which is vastly different from the present custom. Having no books to read, they told their adventures to one another and to their little ones, and the stories were handed down from generation to generation and reverently believed. Those who peopled the world in the old days, having nothing but their hands to depend on, were to a certain extent helpless, and so the fairies felt sorry for them and ministered to their wants patiently and frankly, often showing themselves to those they befriended. So people knew fairies in those days, my dear, and loved them, together with all the rills and nooks and pixies and nymphs and other beings that belong to the hordes of immortals. And a fairy tale was a thing to be wondered at, and spoken of in awed whispers, for no one thought of doubting its truth. Today the fairies are shy, for so many curious inventions of men have come into use that the wonders of fairyland are somewhat tame beside them, and even the boys and girls cannot be so easily interested or surprised as in the old days. So the sweet and gentle little immortals perform their tasks unseen and unknown, and live mostly in their own beautiful realms, where they are almost unthought of by our busy, bustling world. Yet when we come to storytelling, the marvels of our own age shrink into insignificance beside the brave deeds and absorbing experiences of the days when fairies were better known. And so we go back to Once on a Time for the tales that we most love, and that children have ever loved since mankind knew 
that fairies exist. Chapter 2 The Enchanted Isle Once there was an enchanted island in the middle of the sea. It was called the Isle of Yu, and in it were five important kingdoms ruled by men, and many woodland dells and forest glades and pleasant meadows and grim mountains inhabited by fairies. From the fairies some of the men had learned wonderful secrets and had become magicians and sorcerers with powers so great that the entire island was reputed to be one of enchantments. Who these men were the common people did not always know, for while some were kings and rulers, others lived quietly hidden away in forests or mountains, and seldom or never showed themselves. Indeed, there were not so many of these magicians as people thought, only it was so hard to tell them from common folk that every stranger was regarded with a certain amount of curiosity and fear. The island was round, like a mince pie, and it was divided into four quarters also like a pie, except that there was a big place in the center where the fifth kingdom, called Spore, lay in the midst of the mountains. Spore was ruled by King Terebus, whom no one but his own subjects had ever seen, and not many of them. For no one was allowed to enter the kingdom of Spore, and its king never left his palace. But the people of Spore had a bad habit of rushing down from their mountains and stealing the goods of the inhabitants of the other four kingdoms, and carrying them home with them, without offering any apologies whatever for such horrid conduct. Sometimes those they robbed tried to fight them, but they were a terrible people, consisting of giants with huge clubs, and dwarves who threw flaming darts, and the stern gray men of Spore, who were most frightful of all. So, as a rule, Every one fled before them, and the people were thankful that the fierce warriors of Spore seldom came to rob them oftener than once a year. It was on this account that all who could afford the expense built castles to live in, with stone walls so thick that even the giants of Spore could not batter them down and the children were not allowed to stray far from home, for fear some roving band of robbers might steal them and make their parents pay large sums for their safe return. Yet, for all this, the people of the enchanted Isle of Yew were happy and prosperous. No grass was greener, no forests more cool and delightful, no skies more sunny, no sea more blue and rippling than theirs. And the nations of the world envied them, but dared not attempt to conquer an island abounding in enchantments.
End of chapter 2 This story continues on the next recording.